0: from the texas veterinary medical association in austin texas this is veterinary vitals a podcast that focuses on current news in the texas veterinary profession i'm your host Audrea wood this episode is sponsored by sendaver Sindaver is here to help elevate the standards of your veterinary practice. Studies have shown improved postgraduate learner outcomes after practicing skills such as ovariohysterectomy on our Sindaver copycat model, proper intubation techniques on our Sindaver canine airway trainer, and gastrointestinal procedure confidence on our Sindaver surgical canine. Visit us at syndaver.com to learn more about how programs across the country are incorporating Sindaver veterinary trainers as their standards of practice. Today on Veterinary Vitals, I speak with Troy Alexander, TVMA's executive director on his first year at the association. He came to us from Texas Medical Association last year, and we're excited to hear about his experience with TVMA thus far.
1: My name is Troy Alexander, I'm the executive director of Texas Veterinary Medical Association.
0: Fantastic. Well, we are upon one your one year anniversary at TVMA, and what has this first year been like for you?
1: Well, it's been a blur for the most part. Uh, it feels like it's been a lot longer than a year, but uh, and I guess it has truly. It's only it's actually been uh, sixteen months, um, but it's just been filled with uh, so much learning and um, uh, getting to know new people, uh, getting to know a new industry, uh, really uh, experiencing. Um, just some new facets of a legislative process that I, from different angles that I haven't really been engaged in from agricultural or animal side of things. And so it's been fascinating from that aspect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you're coming from Texas Medical Association. What are some differences that you've noticed between TMA and TVMA on the organized side?
1: Scale is the word I'd use. Uh, you know, TV, TMA is definitely a much larger organization operation. Uh, with a, a much larger team in a lot of ways um, and broader array of issues that they have to encounter and face as an organization. So with TVMA, was able to be a little bit more focused, um, uh, not quite as broad of a front that has to be um, fought um, in that regards. Um, so I think that that's probably the biggest difference is, is scale and just the, the volume of uh, members on the team. So uh, it's a smaller, it's a highly skilled team here it's just a much smaller group uh, working together on the issues
0: certainly um well what were some of the challenges that you faced at tvma when you came on
1: yeah i think the biggest challenges you know obviously we're uh, coming in for preparations for a legislative session uh, in which the t- state board of veterinary medical examiners was under sunset scrutiny that had been ongoing for a number of legislative sessions before that. So inheriting that situation and 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 trying to prepare, um, not understanding fully all the dynamics of what what we were fully facing uh, initially. Um, I think you know um, some of the threats that we were seeing from a legal angle on uh, tax, on veterinarians related to lawsuits on trying to expand sentimental damages uh, for emotional value. Uh, for pets, uh, so that would escalate non-economic damages within lawsuits and just the cost of liability insurance in, in general. Um, that's that's definitely something that uh, was a big challenge coming in and just uh, uh, seeing uh, some, some of the ripples in the water that were indicating that might be a fight. Um, you know, I think pending retirements of uh, some employees in our organization that were uh, combined 62 years of experience. Uh, that was definitely something that was looming uh, for uh, a big change in the organization and uh, some big spots that are important to the organization. Um, I think uh, engagement of students is something that was at a really uh, pivotal moment of, of the challenge of trying to, uh, with new university rules and such related to the data of, of students and being able to connect with those students, We were trying to navigate those waters uh, as I came in and just trying to revitalize just student involvement and and interest in TVMA, um, I think is something that initially was definitely a challenge uh, that we were facing coming in.
0: What are some notable successes from this past year?
1: I think, um, you know, successes would be probably uh, our legislative session has been, without a doubt, I think, a success of the things that we we're able to accomplish um, on behalf of veterinarians in Texas. Um, uh, honestly, whether they're a member or they're not a member, we were working for the entire profession um, because they all will benefit by our representation. And, and I hope that that the non-members will will see and recognize that and and, and value what we've been doing on their behalf. Uh, you know, I think the big thing everybody will be talking about is navigating. You know, the uh, the state board of veterinary medical examiners and and their uh, problems um, we have seen over the course of my tenure we saw. Um, we've seen a, a second uh, executive director come into play. We've seen a new two two chairs come into play for the board over that time um, and a, a lot of change related to the agency and we were able to navigate I think the legislative process um, probably the best we could um, the, under the circumstances um, because change did have to happen uh, in order to get some things right, and and we're very hopeful that it's going to improve both the experience for the public as well as for veterinarians who are licensed as well as vet techs licensed by the board, of uh, getting um, just better um, administrative service uh, that will be done. That will happen through the uh, temporary attachment of the agency for four years to the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation. Um, I think that the um, Uh, The the big focus for ourselves was making sure that that clinical decisions and professional um, practice decisions were being made by veterinarians uh, and ultimately those rules, any rules related to clinical practice, um, practice, um, scope of practice, those decisions will be made by the veterinary board um, with oversight of it being done correctly through um, the administrative side with TDLR. And I think ultimately, you know, working with the TBME staff, who there are a number of new ones and, and old ones, but uh, to help them to improve and to to accomplish what they want to accomplish, which is to become a standalone agency again and to, to really to set the bar. I mean, we've heard from the state uh, the executive director that that her desire is to, that they would become a model agency, and man, that would be fantastic. We would def- definitely love to see that happen. Uh, other areas of success this session, we saw a lot of our legislative pa- session uh, package uh, pass, wh- it was, whether it was a bill related to making sure the presiding officer of the, the Texas State Board of Veterinary Medical Examiners is a veterinarian, because that apparently was not in law, and, um, and we've seen uh, a lawyer who had, the previous chair of the board was a lawyer, uh, not anything about the individual, it's really just more about, you know, should the practice be overseeing the, the profession, you know. And so um ultimately that's what that was really about and um you know the governor signed that that legislation into um law uh, just this past week and so we're really excited to to see that. We saw uh, legislation dealing with the Texas um, uh, Radiation Advisory Board at, over at the Department of State Health Services, which did not have a seat on it related to veterinarians serving on that advisory committee, which really comes up a lot of, a lot of the regulation related to X-rays and, and radiation equipment, uh, which has an impact on not just the agricultural industry but but with veterinarians at large um, and just wanted to make sure that veterinary voice was heard on that advisory committee because there are nuances and differences of how human medicine is handled and versus how um, uh, animal medicine is handled. And so that's definitely uh, was a priority. And and that legislation was passed, uh, Senate Bill 1592, um, which has now uh, been signed into law. Um, And then uh, we also were able to uh, work on uh, issues related to the Rural Veterinary in- uh, Incentive Program and trying to make sure that that legislation moved forward um, and making sure that uh, some of the the nuances related to that uh, program and just some technical uh, sides of, of how the program operates were addressed so that it can work uh, seamlessly in the future. We addressed some things within the budget related to the program of making sure that the funding uh is taken care of in the future so that the funding is doesn't expire and just some method of finance concerns related to how the funding where it was coming from uh that was some things we were able to address with the leadership of dr lynn stuckey who serves on the appropriations committee um really appreciate the the work this session related to uh, doc anderson and, and the house agricultural committee Dr. Rogers worked a lot on uh, uh, the shelter bill related to uh, changing standards related to shelters and who they can treat um, on the uh, indigent care side. Um, that legislation uh, didn't wind up passing, but we definitely had some agreement of language uh, as it was coming out of the house that we thought was strong. It would provide uh, both assurances for, for the public and taxpayers of how the, the funds were being used correctly and as well as um, making sure that we you know, saw adequate access being addressed. And so we also worked on a lot of pieces of legislation that were dealing with municipalities and their desire to restrict or control the practice of veterinary medicine. And there were a number of bills that were passed that deal with um, ensuring that that the authority for oversight of veterinary practice is, remains at the state level and not at the municipal level. And the why is, why is that so important is because Veterinarians uh, may practice in multiple communities uh, or may have multiple clinics, and you know it's a challenge to try to keep up with municipal regulations across multiple lines. Particularly if you get into trying to regulate how to practice veterinary medicine, and that's that's what this is really about: is trying to uh, make sure that veterinarians um, just have to meet the state standard related to the practice of, of of veterinary medicine, and so. Those are really important pieces of legislation that that move through, and you'll be able to hear more about that and in getting into the weeds with uh, uh, Trent Hightower, who I think will be on a future uh, podcast. Uh, but it was overall it was a very successful legislative session, and uh, really appreciate our leaders and their engagement and those who came to the Capitol visitation uh, day and uh, many members who contacted legislators throughout the session. Uh, Our director of GR, Trent Hightower, lobbyist Royce Poinsett, um, um, our leaders were very engaged in uh, representing the profession. Um, I think, you know, other successes this year have been seeing just a a rebirth of interest of students in TVMA. Uh, We saw uh, a a record number of students attend the annual conference this year of 160 students from both schools combined. Uh, We've seen... Uh, Our ability to acquire graduate information from our students uh, that are graduating, getting their new contact info and stuff up to 93% of those, which is, that's a record over the last two years. Um, And so um, those were some real neat accomplishments, I think, um, and uh, things that we're excited about the future in regards to students.
0: Awesome. Those are some great wins for the Texas veterinary profession. So definitely something to celebrate. You've been all over the state attending VMA meetings, graduations, and ceremonies. What were some of the most memorable experiences that you had?
1: Wow. Yeah, so many experiences. Uh, I've met so many people, been to so many places. Um, I think one that sticks out in my mind on the front end is definitely my first white coat ceremony at at Texas A&M. Uh, School of Veterinary Medicine um, last March uh, was very special. I, I attended this year's as well, which was also special, but the first one was really unique because I had never experienced it before. And and just seeing those coats come down from the ceiling uh, on the stage was pretty memorable, uh, just a, very impactful in my mind. Um, and just the excitement of, of those students of getting that white coat and what it meant for them and for their families and those who had worked so hard to get to that stage in their career. and. Uh, so that, that, that's a special memory uh, to be a part of that experience and to uh, get to see our, our president on stage and, and just the engagement with the dean and, and the, the leadership and faculty. was really blessed to be able to be there for the ribbon cutting two or three months into my tenure to being able to be at Amarillo for that event, which was just historic. So much energy and definitely a fantastic memory to be a part of that event. Uh, and then also being able to get together representatives from AM and Vero, you know, campus with Texas Tech Tech's leaders getting together and, and talking about collaboration and how we can improve care and education within the panhandle together because it's a big place um, and a lot of need across the board. Um, the first, you know, my first Southwest Vet Symposium VPAC party, uh, the VPAC party was fantastic, great music. Um, just seeing veterinarians really engage on their own behalf of defending their profession and and stepping up to, uh, to just see the the highest, you know, fundraiser that we've had uh, for VPAC uh, at that event with uh, raising more than $120,000 and uh, really, you know, trying to set the tone for that legislative, for that, for that um, political cycle, of trying to uh, be able to um, defend the veterinarians who are running for office and also to, to support those uh, who are the best interest of, of veterinary practice, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on, because we're a nonpartisan entity. Um, block walking for some of our veterinarians like Representative Rogers or holding up signs for Representative Buckley, that was a special memory uh, in the fall uh, in a general race. Um, um, that, those were some special memories. I think you know, going to El Paso for the the El Paso um, VMAs uh, banquet that it ho- held for um, the community awards that it gives out, special memory, getting to be a part of that and just see that uh, and just Really need to see how those veterinarians interact with their community and, and the staff of those veterinarians who are a part of that event. So
0: Fantastic. It's been a busy year. Um, well, what's something that veterinarians in Texas may not know that TVMA does for them?
1: You know, I think you know a lot of veterinarians probably don't know how much we stand on a wall <laughs> watching on their behalf to see what's coming uh, in regards to whether it's legislation or regulation, um, may not really fully realize, you know, how engaged we are with, uh, state agencies on their behalf and, and, and whether it's the animal health commission or department of state health services, um, through the radiation program, things of that nature. There's also the zoonotic division at, 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 over there, um, trying to be involved and engaged on the public health side to be a, uh, a voice and a, and a um, player within the preparedness sector uh, for emergency preparedness. I think those are some things that, that the average veterinarian may not know how much we are engaged on their behalf in those ways. And so, um, but that's those are the things the profession needs, and, and we uh, are ready to be uh, standing that role.
0: Fantastic. Uh, well, we have some legacy staff here that are retiring from TVMA after decades here what changes will we see to the staff this year?
1: Yeah, we are losing um, some longtime faithful uh, staff that have just served this organization for uh, a tremendous amount of decades um, and uh, will, you know, leave a major hole. I mean, there's just no way when you lose people of that quality and that commitment and that loyalty, uh, it leaves a hole, um, not just in the um, the memories, you know, the, the, the institutional knowledge they're walking away with, but just the, the emotional and the um, personal hole of, of in people's lives that they play when, when um, a Janet Knippa is no longer the voice that's answering the phone for those veterinarians who are calling to order those certificates or, uh, or the new drug book, you know, that, or just to find out some information, uh, that will be different for them, uh, and so you know we're we're excited that uh, we have another staffer, Christine Buendell, that's going to be coming to uh, take over that role. But uh, that's a big change, and then you know, and, and we're thankful for the years that Janet has been serving the organization for 24 years. Um, she's seen a lot of change over that time, a number of executive directors, and um, we're also going to be losing a uh, longtime staffer and Ellen Forsyth who is uh, leaving us after. 38 years, uh, being our director of meetings and education, um, and Ellen um, has really seen a lot of change in the organization, uh, has really um, uh, created and given life to a lot of the meetings and organizations, and just a structure to some of the entities that we have today trace their roots back with Ellen. Uh, She was there putting on the first Southwest Symposium, she was there the first Concho Valley, you know, group that when they met um she's uh, her her dna is seen all over the the annual conference for tvma and uh just tremendous amount of history and uh I've, i feel for the members who just have so much personal uh affinity and love for ellen uh because you know that that's not easy to replace and and we've we've got a great new staffer aaron scott who's going to be coming board and who's learning from ellen on the job today um, in preparing to to take over that role fully uh, when Ellen steps down in July. But um, we are um, hopeful we'll keep Ellen in some context and and Janet as well to be able to help us from time to time when they're available. Um, But uh, yeah, those are big changes that are coming.
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, one more thing I wanted to ask you about is... This st- strategic planning that we have coming up, do you want to share a little bit about that and what we can hope to see as an outcome? Yeah,
1: um, the leadership began uh, on the strategic planning process last summer, uh, and we'll uh, be wrapping that up later this summer uh, in August as they finalize those plans. The next big piece of that it's it's really designed to create a uh, five year strategic plan. Um, we are completing the the previous plan is. is being finished right now uh, in 2023, it ends this year, and and many of the pieces of that have been accomplished uh, on the strategic plan uh, that were there for, for. A lot of the focuses were on uh, strengthening um, the uh, finances and and the 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 um, the ability of the organization to represent uh, within advocacy and things of that nature and communications. Uh, many of the items were accomplished, and so now we'll be looking at what is next. We just completed a major. Uh, member survey that, that was in April and we'll be uh, going through that with a, a, a large group of uh, leaders from different parts of the organization representing different facets um, and um, demographics uh, within the organization that will come together in June uh, in Galveston to talk about our strengths and weaknesses and, and looking at what are the opportunities for the organization. And how do we address those best in the next five years? Uh, so they'll be taking that data from that survey and they'll be taking other measurables that we'll be having and looking at the metrics and trying to decipher all that and coming up with here's what we think are the big takeaways of the big next steps after hearing from the members. So it's really listening to members, helping members process what the members are saying, and then you know ultimately members making decisions about what is the, the priority of the organization uh, moving forward for the next five years? And so we hope to be able to roll that out um, at Southwest and, and later this fall for, for all of our members.
0: Fantastic. And a last question, now, a last question. Um, what are your goals for the coming year? What challenges do you foresee um, here now in your second year at TVMA?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, some of our big goals. Uh, really have to do with you know, navigating the the new uh, financial world right now. We're really um, seeing just an escalation in prices and and costs and things of that nature. and just trying to navigate that with keeping a balanced budget is gonna be a, a big focus for this next year. Um, a big challenge. Uh, I think um, you know, getting the new place pieces in place related to staff is gonna be a priority as we navigate try to get into a new, uh, annual session for annual conference for next, um, 2024 and getting, um, all of those pieces in place with not having, Alan uh, Ellen around is going to be a big priority. Uh, governance is a big priority of, uh, of, Dr. Long and, and the, as uh, president, just really trying to get, uh, better at how we go about governing as a organization and, um, you know, probably working on our bylaws, working on, um, our processes of how we onboard leaders and, uh, making it easier for folks to uh, be involved in committees and, and looking at uh, how we're engaging um, our members. You know, membership is a major priority for this this next year of really trying to grow our DVM membership. Uh, we saw an increase in membership this past year. Uh, that was predominantly on the LBT side, but we, we would love to see growth on the DVM side. And so that's a major uh, focus. So will be definitely hitting the road and trying to Um, you know, carry the message of why TVMA matters and and who is TVMA um, uh, for DVMs that are out there. uh, Working with our our, uh, local VMAs, trying to support them and uh, to try to see growth in that area because that's an important touch point to have um, uh, DVM uh, meeting ability at the local level um, because they're important to to just the life of you a know, local veterinary community. Uh, so we wanna be as supportive of that as we can as well.
0: Fantastic, well, thank you for your time. It's been a great first year with you.
1: Well, thank you, appreciate it. Thank you for all you do.
0: That was Troy Alexander, TVMA's executive director, discussing his first year at the association. A few fun facts about Troy. He loves the office cat Luna, and she loves him. She spends a lot of time in his office. One of his favorite vacation destinations is Alaska for some of the most incredible scenery on Earth, according to him. And Troy enjoys hosting parties and events this past Christmas, he put together a fantastic Christmas party for staff, complete with games, place cards, table decor, amazing food, and gifts. So he made quite the impression. One quick announcement, TVMA and TVMF will be at Southwest Veterinary Symposium in San Antonio this September 21st to 24th. Check out the schedule and register at www.swvs.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a colleague and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A like, a share, a retweet, these are all great ways that you can support TVMA that won't cost you a dime. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening.